Yeah. I like that. Reggae, yeah. are you a reggae fan? I I can kind of groove on anything. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. All right. There's some there's some like symphonic and some country western I'm not too into, but other than yeah. that, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So yeah, this is honorable evolution. I'm on a quest to. What am I trying to do here? I'm trying to I'm trying to understand health, and I'm talking to leaders in different domains of health, who are uh, who are taking care of themselves and and so well that they're feeding other people. And so today I'm honored to have the pride of Wichita, Kansas here. Ooh, ow! <laughs> I, because I I want I want to change the stigma of Wichita because right now you know people think of Wichita and. Uh, and I think they think of things that are not so progressive to, to, yeah, to my, say it nicely. My, myself included. Yes. <laughs> the thing was, the I would embrace, I would embrace that if Wichita embraced me, but I'm, <laughs> yeah, but think, I'm just an anomaly that they pretend, you know, I don't think the way I do. So. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Cynthia, Cynthia Lair, thank you yeah. for being here today. Yeah. Cynthia is an oh. author, educator, improver, YouTuber, yeah. mother, Seattleite, yeah. Yeah. professor. Did I say okay? Yeah. Amongst other things. Yeah. Amongst other things. Yeah. So uh, Cynthia has uh, several wonderful, wonderful cookbooks. Feeding the whole family is is your your bread and butter, and you have a new. A new book that came out about bread last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sourdough on the rise. When I first when I first saw the title, I thought uh, something. It had said something about cooking sourdough confidentially. Oh, confidently. And I was thinking about Seattle. You know, and I'm wondering, <laughs> you know, what it's like to because you know you live in Seattle. What what it's like to openly eat gluten in Seattle? Yes, yeah. How has that process been? Um, I I'm into it i'm into yeah. the sourdough yeah yeah, yeah. i've well, been I, baking I mean, the reception i guess i'm wondering you know you you you, you said rebelliousness oh or... oh yeah well there was this there's this crazy thing going on we're in a the pandemic brought about this sourdough craze huh really? yeah yeah you know it's it's every what decade or so we demonize some huge food group and yeah. brad has been the bad boy for my goodness, uh, over 10 years now. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, but people love bread. So, so somebody kind of like, you know, morphed around their justification in their head. And actually it's true. And, and said, well, maybe sourdough is okay because of the fermentation process and blah, blah, blah. And it, mm. and it actually does make it more digestible, but, um, mm. So all those people that have been denying themselves bread or buying bread made out of rice flour, which tastes like sawdust, um, <laughs> all of a sudden we're like, well, sourdough's okay though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's and, cool. And you said something really interesting that I want to, I want to lead into. And you said, 
feelings. People get their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. It's uh, such an interesting time with that, I think. Yes. Yeah. And I have a lot to say, but I don't know where to start around that. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me where to start. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I guess I just, I think about culturally, I've been thinking a lot about my my culture as a, as a Anglo, you know, I mean, I'm like, I grew up in a family that wasn't so Anglo. My dad is from Peru, but I grew up in, you know, the Midwest. And so I you definitely am most influenced by that culture. And, and I would say that I just am just really picking up on how much as a kind of white person, I don't want to be offended. Like I just, it's like, you know, thing, it, it really bothers me to be offended by things kind of just kind of like, you know, and, uh, and so I, I don't know, I just been thinking about that in the context of like outrage culture and how, how, how much we're, we're so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or to be offensive, either one, you don't want to be offended and you don't yes. want to be offensive. Yes. And yeah. so you end up being, uh, more vanilla than you ever dreamed. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't make any ripples. Yeah. But it's the people that have, uh, sharp edges that are more interesting actually. Yeah. Yeah. Or less yeah. forgettable. Less forgettable. Yes. Less forgettable. Yeah. yeah. So so you've you've created a really interesting life. I mean, you you've you've you you left you've you left Kansas and and you you've done all these amazing things. I, I if I remember correctly, you shared a stage with John Candy at one point. Oh, uh John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. John Goodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. In a dinner theater in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. But you've kind yeah, of like, I, it's like, I, I just I just am so impressed by you have pieced together like you're you're very in a non traditional way have pieced together just like your your gifts, your passions into in this in these into these projects, like Hook Us Interrupt Us, which is a really, really great show online about uh cooking and, and fun and improv. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't stop and look at the whole thing. I just kind of go from one thing to the next, and and uh, I I'm I I I must make things. I must create things. Yes, that's, that's I it. Love it. I love and it. I I have to, and so uh, I just sort of like follow whatever mm-hmm. happens and use whatever talents I have to make things. And so I, I, I love education too. So if, if there can be an educational component to it, then, then I'm going to slap that on as well. Okay. Yeah. So for you taking care of your self, a lot of that is, is, is creating for your health. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not good without that. No, nope. put me in. Put me in a, a home. <laughs> you, you appear to be in one right now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know. know. I, I just know. I have to be able to to make things. Just yeah. make things. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting. I I I've been on a quest to to spend more time creating because I I just looked around and saw man I'm really relying on other people's creations for entertainment. And it's, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. 
I just can't. And well, and then, okay, so let's just, you know, take a big leapfrog. But so to me, mental health or physical mm-hmm. health, which follows or emotional health, which is part of it too, for yeah. me is, is uh, about in being involved with things that um, require creativity and being present. And and so if if those two things aren't a part of it, then I, I don't, it's not for me. It's not as healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be, my, so my, yeah. If I had a job where I had to always be thinking about the future or going back into the past, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, that that would not. I want something that's n- now in the now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you just said being present and create creative, being in, in creativity. Is that what you said? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, good. Also, also uh, before I forget, I also wanted to say you've got a lovely TED talk and uh, about cutting. Oh, onion. thank you. Yeah. yeah, which is about being present, really. That TED talk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, or uh, being, or being, you know conscious of what you're doing you know there's so much of every day that we go through that we're not paying attention we're just Mm -hmm. doing and then we lose hours days years really yeah 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 and 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 i don't know i i often think about like what did people do before there was electricity light bulbs as far as you know after they were done in the fields or wherever, whatever they were doing. And I think there was probably a little bit on in healthy families, there, whatever that means, but I guess not toxic families, put it that way. There was, there was some more level of interaction and play and, and, uh, and creating their own, their own entertainment. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, there may I don't have know. been. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly that didn't happen in Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. They, they had, uh, they had some yeah. of that somewhere. No, maybe not. Yeah, Yeah, true. But also there's other things like, like, like day before yesterday, I rendered lard, you know, I mean, and I can't say that's the most fun of all the tasks, but Mm -hmm. it keeps you kind of in the present and kind of, um, you're definitely your senses are engaged and, um, and you're creating something so strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. For for you the kitchen is is a place of meditation. It is. It's one of many I have to yeah. Mhm. <laughs> you can say no. Oh, well, no, it is and it isn't. I mean, it's one place. Okay. Um and I do bake every I've baked a loaf of this sourdough bread now every week for over 10 years. So wow. That's yeah. Yeah, I love that. That process is pretty fascinating to me and keeps evolving all the time. I like mm-hmm. that. But um the improv stage is also a place of meditation for mm-hmm. me as well. Yeah, and 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 I I, I want to talk about that because I think so so often we hear the word meditation and it's like oh I should be on a, you know, in the forest or on a mountaintop in a robe and uh I mean I can I can put on a jazz tune especially if it's live, I can, I can really zone out there. 
into, into yeah. that. And be, yeah. So, but so, but the cooking thing is something we all do. I mean, we, yeah. most of us do. And for me, it's, it's, it's so easy to be somewhere else and so tense. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not even like fully facing what I'm cooking some, you know, or cutting. I'm, I'm like off to the side kind of, cause I'm thinking about the next place I'm going to go. And it's, it's, it can be a really powerful place to, to get centered and, you know, focused and present. Yes. Um, and I, 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 I'm not able to talk too many people into this, but one of the ways to do that is to create a mise en place. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds so fancy, but um, actually, Bless you. yeah, get all of the ingredients that you need for the dish out, okay. measured, and actually arranged in your on your cutting board or on your counter or whatever in a artistic way, in a way that looks mm-hmm. nice to you. And um, it actually speeds up the cooking time to have all that done ahead of time. But the getting everything out and measuring it and then and then putting it in some sort of um, order that looks nice to you, you know, yours, your mise en place is different than mine is like, ooh, that's the, that's like. That's like sitting down on your mat and putting your hands out and taking mm-hmm. 10 deep breaths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So setting the stage. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really important actually. So I, you know, like I keep a big cutting board out and blank mm-hmm. ready for art. And so it's kind of I'm 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 gathering that also it's it's kind of a not only the stage but just the routine like it's kind of like a signal to your whole organism that this is what I'm about to do and this is what I'm going to focus on yes yeah yeah okay so mm, food cooking present what else was there well, there was something else there I don't remember what it was though no, but part of the mm-hmm. presence is also, um, well, I'll go back. I, I actually did an interview a few weeks ago about the intersection between cooking and improvisational theater. And um, both of them require you to tune into your senses as strongly as possible. In improv, I'd say the number one sense would be listening and listening is pretty important in cooking as well. But um, and uh, sometimes we think, oh, I have to go from busy, busy, busy to meditative, and that's a hard transition for most people to make. Mm-hmm. So using the senses, just literally vision, mm-hmm. hearing, smelling, tasting, you know, just general sense of the the atmosphere in a room. Uh, those things are there to help you come into the present moment and, you know, calm yourself and be present. So I, I'm a, I believe in a good handicap. So, you know, like in golf, so (laughs) not that I play golf, but, um, and so to me, using the senses is the handicap. Yeah, I don't though. I won't judge you. Yeah, I don't though. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, see, that would have happened if I'd stayed in Wichita. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So those senses are. Planes, oh, golf. 
Oh no. Did you know that my father was like an executive at Cessna? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Anyway. Okay. Um, and I actually flew a plane. Really? Yeah. It was an act of rebellion though. I was so mad that there all the men in my family, my brother, everybody was a pilot and there weren't any women that I just said, yeah. all right, I'm, I'm going to learn how to do this thing. Nice. Yeah. Didn't last very you, long though. You, uh, you're, yeah, I, I'm wanting to hear more about the re- rebellious stories of oh. Cynthia Lair's past. Yes. There's <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, use your senses to come into the yeah, present moment. Yeah. They'll help you. They'll help you out there. They're, that's what they're, mm-hmm. that's part of their gift mm-hmm. is they help you. Um, so by using your senses to kind of relate to your ingredients. Yes. Um, you're going to look at the, I mean, like Mm -hmm. if you have fresh basil in your hand, you see different shapes of leaves, you can smell it, all that. That's pretty exciting. Whereas if you have a little jar from McCormick of dried basil, there's not much life there to help you. Mm -hmm. So, so by, by very, it's very nature. You're going to choose better ingredients. Yeah. If you're going to tune into them. Yeah. And I, I love, I love this idea of improv. In, yeah. And uh, in, in, in the kitchen, I, I um, grew up watching my dad put dishes together just, you know, out of his heart and head. And, and I, and I, I learned so much from that. And, and yeah. you know, now I, I'm, I'm doing that for my family and it's really, really awesome. You know, when it works, you know, most of the time it's pretty tasty. Did and, he make uh, Peruvian food? Um, yeah, Italian, so Peruvian. yeah, wow. yeah, Italian and Peruvian food, but, um, and I think my mom as well, we're, we're, we're good at, at creating things. Um, but my dad's kind of like a wizard in the kitchen. And, uh, so, so that, and that, so much of that is being kind of in tune with what you're doing for me. It is at least that's, yeah. Know, um, and you know, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a recipe follower. It's kind of like, yeah. MacGyver. I think that's kind of my, that's my, uh, one of my mentors in the kitchen. Yeah, and I'm not, I don't want to confuse it with the idea of improvisation in the kitchen is, oh, I'm going to go in and I'm going to open my refrigerator and look and go, I can make this. It's, you know, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about that. I'm talking about um, just being in touch with your senses and whatever you're making. Yeah. Um, and then And then going moment to moment rather than, I'm going to start here and I'm going to end there and I'm not going to pay any attention in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing that, that strikes me as very consistent in your arc is you're very moderate. You're, you don't take your, in, in terms of like the food that you, you promote and you know, your, your cookbooks, they're not, you know, extreme in any way. I don't think. A little, little bit of a that? Goldilocks. Yeah, definitely a oh. Goldilocks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> not too hot, not too cold. Have you, have you had ventures into, cause I, I'm can be kind of an extremist when it comes to diet at times. And, yeah. and I don't, I, I'm not, I don't proselytize, but I just, you know, I mean, in terms of like my experimentation, I'm just kind of wondering what your experience has been along the way. Um, I've just like, I've dipped my foot in the water of extreme diets and just mm-hmm. found it to be unpleasant and took my foot back out. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I, which is, I just which is commendable I, given that you're out you're in Seattle, which is, is yeah. a pretty extreme place in terms of food and health in, in a lot of ways, you know, amazing in some ways, annoying as hell. And, mm-hmm. uh, and also at a, you know, a, a health college. Uh, where yeah. Was, yeah. You know, yeah. I think, I think you, you just by stepping on campus, you, you develop a gluten intolerance. Just joking. Come on. I, so no, I went no, to that. I get it. I, I love, know. I, I love it. That was, those are some of the best years of my life. And uh, uh-huh. there. yeah. 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 They get into incredible extremes there. Yeah. I mean, you can have vegans and uh, keto diet followers in the same class, which yeah. don't intersect very well. There's really nothing you can make. <laughs> vegan. Yeah. How about a vegan keto diet? Yeah. But that, you know, I'm, I'm, that's where teaching there was kind of fun because I could go, huh, so you're a vegan, huh? Okay, cool. Did you know that, you know, if you really research coconut or sugar, that there's some pretty bad stuff going on (laughs) that have to do with human rights, animal rights, all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, I like to kind of bust the myths, bust the myths. That's, That's another big problem that I have is just the ethics around the food that I eat, let alone, I mean, there's the first layer of like, is it healthy for me? Is it, you know, and, and then, you know, cause I'm, you know, that's how I think. And then, and then is it, how ethical is it? Yeah. Is it, yeah. it, I mean, to eat is to destroy something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it just depends on what you want to destroy. Yeah. Lard. That's what I wanted to ask about. I've got a big tub of lard in my deep freezer that I don't know what to do with. In what form? We had bought a quarter of a sow. Is that what mm-hmm. it was? Sow cow. Yeah. So is it like a big hunk of fat? No, it's in a tub. Oh, okay. So it's already been rendered. Okay. What do I do with that? Um, I make tortillas. Hmm sourdough tortillas and I make pie crust Mm, okay and you know the best way is to use a little lard and a little butter because the lard's there for texture and the butter's there for flavor okay all right and it's it's well aged I think it's got to be over a year old now so it's probably ready yeah (laughs) yeah no yeah a tub of it, huh? Yeah, it's hmm. good. I mean, it's, it's you know, yeah. Yeah. I think, okay. I think we bought half a pig, something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, what I bought is like a big, big hunks of fat, and then you melt it down, and there's actually, you end up with chitlins. Hmm. Really? Which is kind of this skin sort of stuff. And you remove those and drain it through a little strainer, and you have that clean white lard. Okay. All right. Oh, yummy. <laughs> well, it's the fat that this country was built on, actually. Really? How so? Yeah. Well, every every continent has a a fat mm-hmm. 
that is kind of at the base of their food regime, like in the Mediterranean, of course, it's olive oil. In this country, it was it was lard, really, and definitely in Mexico, until we switched over to, you know, butter was kind of French. Hmm. Um, we but we unfortunately we switched over to like corn oil. Yeah. Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. Good old corn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so improv. What is improv? Tell tell tell. Can you tell me about improv? What that? How that feeds you? Yes. So well, I mean, I my whole early life was training to be an actress. And then I went to New York City and I worked as an actress for, um, you know, quite some time and continued to act when I came to New York, I mean, to Seattle. And what were, <laughs> what were your dreams then? Like, what kind of acting did you want to do? What was ideal? Um, I wanted to, I, th I thought when I was young, what I wanted to do was have a part on a sitcom. That's what I thought I wanted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what sitcom would um, it have been? Like what would have been know, the idea? Like, when you, when Ro like Rhoda or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, if you want to get really old, the Dick Van Dyke show or something like okay. that. A yeah. good one, right? Yeah. And I made tons of commercials in New York, which were like 30-second sitcoms for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, at some point, I started learning improvisation, and then I took class. I I would take improvisational classes all the time, as to, as a way to kind of fill in between plays or fill in when I had nothing to do, like when I went to L.A. for a while. And um, and it, improvisation is misunderstood in that it has become kind of a launching pad for comedians and that mm -hmm. was not its original intent its original intent actually was uh to as a a way to help as a social work that was its original intent really? Really? yeah yeah viola spolin actually started out by working with um mixed populations, you know, like immigrants and stuff, and would do, invented these games really? to try to get them to be able to interact with each other and feel comfortable wow. with each other. It's a real community building thing at its core that kind of got co-opted by Second City and turned into a, mm -hmm. you know, a launch pad for making people famous. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I never, I never, even th I mean, I love improv, and I, but I've never really thought about the history and where it came from. I guess I just yeah. imagined it started, you know, like uh, it was somewhere in Corinthians. They talk about improv. <laughs> yeah, starting. yeah. The games are quite amazing. All the games and and yeah. what their what their intent is. I mean, their intent is really, and I I teach it now. I teach the theater I work with the most has a school that goes you know, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, uh, whatever. Uh, and I'm right in the middle. I love that. I'm, I teach yeah. 300 and um, moderate always. But uh, 
Yeah, and what you're teaching people to do is listen. Really, number one, listen to listen to what you just said, Marcel, and go, yes, really accept the thing that you just said rather than immediately reject it because it doesn't fit my pattern. Mm -hmm. Really accept what you just said and stay present with you. Um, I mean, my gosh, what that's that would heal the world. Yes, and many relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's. Uh, I feel like it's a good good work to be yeah. teaching it. Yeah. So much of what what you're talking about, I'm hearing, is like this this uh, detaching from the monkey mind kind of yes 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 it, and and you can't get rid of it as much as we'd like to some of us yes. try more than others and yeah in very very creative ways and sometimes harmful but health in a healthy way letting go of that and, and being being with what you're doing yes there's this beautiful thing that i learned uh i took an improv intensive a couple of years ago at this time in la and they were teaching down there the work of Patsy Roddenberg, um, <laughs> who teaches something called second circle work. And it's mm. for performers, but it's it applies to anything. And um, I'll, I'll just try to do it really fast and unfairly. But first circle is kind of the, you're disconnected, you're in, you're, Shoulders are down. It's it's looking at the phone kind of uh, work. And your thoughts are usually about um, uh, keeping people away and worrying about yourself. And then there's third circle, which is um, big and out and looking for um, approval, really. Like, hey, I'm here. Don't you see me like, you know, Trump or something really, really big out. And you're still, I've got to erase dis- this whole episode now that that word was. Said. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and it's really, and it's also disconnected from anybody. It's just uh, general. Okay. I want uh, approval and laughs. That's and, the third circle. Yeah. And second okay. circle is, is I'm here with you. I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm yeah. taking a deep breath and my thoughts are only about what you just said. Mm, and yeah. my thoughts are only about that. I can like hear certain sounds in this room right now that I can see that you have a Navy blue t-shirt on. I'm really taking in everything that's right in the present moment. Yeah. And so they talked to, uh, at length that that, particular improv intensive about if you're going to do improv you need to keep yourself in second circle constantly i love that i want to i want to learn more about that because you know as a psychologist i see a lot of other professionals who are not in the second circle right and and what you're saying what i'm hearing you say is is like uh, you gotta you gotta take care of yourself to get there to, to be there you well it's it's really about understanding how the mind works 
and how the mind is, you know, it's very good to have a mind that can plan ahead. And so you avoid danger and all that. That's very primal. Mm -hmm. But um, you have to know, you have to learn or practice, I guess is a better word. Practice, Um, Practice turning that off when it's not needed so that you're not in that sort of um, fear state uh, all the time, because that's going to cause stress, Mm -hmm. which I think is actually more important for your, to think about for your health than food. Yeah. So, so so literally, literally, what am I thinking about right now? Like, I'm not talking to you, Marcel, and thinking about what I'm going to have for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I could, yeah. Um, but and even a thought like that might come in, but I have to have the really the discipline to go. Nope, that's not mm-hmm. what I'm doing right now. I'm going to stay here. Thank yeah. you. Sort of like that. Sort of. Thank you. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. The yeah. practice of the practice of kind of dethroning the mind. Yes. And watching and instead of believing. Yeah. My my mind would like me to think that having understood that, Nick, I don't need any more practice. I can <laughs> just, you know, keep going. <laughs> I yeah. got it. Yeah. And it doesn't doesn't seem to work like that. No, it doesn't. It's a constant, it's a moment, it's yeah. a every second pr- yeah. kind of practice. Yeah. 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 Um the now kind of uh what's the ridiculed Louis C.K. Uh he he had a he had a, a bit about how he ran runs like five miles a day on a treadmill and you know he's he's hefty and he says just to maintain this, I have to run five miles a day. I'm at you know. And, and the idea I, I like is just that, you know, like just to be this, you know, semi-sane, I need to like, I need like a few hours in the morning of, you know, meditation, exercise, <laughs> playing music to just kind of go. Yes. Yeah. Just to be this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and the improv trains it. it if, if you have the right teacher, of course, I've taken classes from people that are trying to teach you how to be funny. Which uh-huh. is not not its purpose yeah. at all. Yeah. Yes. Um, so so this woman who was doing the social work, where was that? This the, the, the where it started. Oh, Viola Spolin. Where mm-hmm. did she start? Probably in the Chicago Martin. area, but I don't okay. I don't recall okay. at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's really interesting. I want to learn more about that. I was I actually was gonna be taking an improv class that was gonna start April first. And uh, you know. We've had the zombie apocalypse situation. Yes, I'm teaching online. It's not, it's got a lot of limitations, but I'm doing it. Okay. You can still practice listening. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and so you're, you're a long form improper, right? I do both, but I prefer long form. Yeah. 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 That's what I was going to. Yeah. I've always been more attracted to the the Del Close, the what's that, Halpern? Her- the Herald. Yeah, the Herald. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who's listening, uh, if you get a chance, go go see some long porn. Long long porn. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm in a group 
a, a subgroup of the theater that I'm in um, called Improv Anonymous anyway. And we sort of have the Thursday when the theater it's a 12, was it's running. A 12 step group? Hmm? It's a 12 step group? No, no. <laughs> it could be. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, or you're not allowed uh, to say that in public. No, no, it's not. Um, but, uh, yeah. So when, when life was pre COVID, um, we performed mm -hmm. every single Thursday night doing long form. Yeah. That's um, great. And, uh, yeah, like one of the most fun things I've done in the last couple of years was I was in a show that was an improvised Edward Albee play. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So tell literally, me, well, we literally we didn't even get a title. There was there's four and four people in it, although we had a rotating cast. But um, and uh, we let the audience pick which two of us were connected to each other, and then the other two left. So it could be uh, heterosexual or bisexual or homosexual couple. It didn't matter. So whoever yeah. the audience picked, who who belongs together. And then um, we also got, I think, somebody described a living room. That was it. And then uh, two of us left. Two of us are on stage. And uh, we were coming over for you know, a social evening. And we didn't even know when we would come in. Uh, tech rang the doorbell. So it was, <laughs> it was just awesome. Beautiful. And then so, so the, the doorbell would ring and, you know, you're like, okay. And you had to be listening because often the couple that was on stage would be talking about who was coming over. Mm -hmm. So you're finding out who you are. <laughs> yeah and that's then you come that is some, yeah. that's some black that's some black belt improv right there yeah it's black belt improv so like yeah. one show somebody said oh yeah that that linda remember that night when she broke a bottle in the bar and went after somebody and i'm like holy crap that's who i am right <laughs> oh that's great yeah yeah. Yeah. And then it was that, a, a full hour of just um, these two couples kind of uh, revealing some bad past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was I, so fun. I want to experience that. I just can't imagine how juiced up you must feel by doing that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's fear. Um, it's overcoming fear. It's like, yeah. it's, you know, when you put yourself in improv um, and to a way, way, way lesser extent, something like cooking or making bread, but you're putting yourself in, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what the outcome's going to be, which is the only truth we really know about life is that mm -hmm. we don't know anything. We don't yeah. know anything. Anything. And we try so hard. We just claw at trying to plan it out, you know. And um, and so here you get to practice not knowing what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. 
So what do you say to folks who, who uh, express interest but trepidation? In improv? Yeah. It, it just do it. And, okay. and, and their trepidation is usually, um, it's either control issues or um, that they think it's about being funny and witty. And it's actually not. The, the, the real humor comes out of deep listening. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I liken it a little bit to maybe someone saying that uh, they, don't, they can't do yoga because they're not flexible. Right. And, and I, I think, well, yoga is for people who aren't flexible. Yes. It's not, not for people who are flexible, really. In one in one way yes well and I do yoga uh, and I'm I'm actually uh, too flexible so yeah. it has to be done for strength uh, yeah yeah have you have you had some experiences where you've maybe taught or worked with someone who you thought this person there's no way they're gonna be able to let go and and do this on do the improv yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, What's you that just like to see. Um. Well, you know, like anything, you just like hope they can someday sort of let go a little bit. But you probably, I'm, I'm asking about your experience of just seeing people transform in in letting go, oh, and just in oh, running, running through the fear. Yeah, I mean, if you let go and really listen, and then just respond to what just what you just heard, rather than responding to your thoughts, which will trip you up every time, mm -hmm. then uh, there's this there's this freedom. I mean, isn't don't you think though? Don't you think that there's incredible freedom when you're free from believing your thoughts or trying to plan yeah, all the time? I do. Yeah, it's just it's a it's it's addictive. Yeah, it's so I mean, in in the yeah. best possible sense, you're like ah ah, I'm free. I want more. I want more. Mm -hmm. I want more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, just picked up the tenor saxophone. And, yes. And, yeah. And I just got to uh, a a level of proficiency, which is still very you know this is. Oh, if we're talking about levels of courses, this is 095 or 090 that I'm yeah. here. Yeah. But where I can, I can, I can, I playing alone, I can express myself, my emotions and just get into that. And it's just been, yes. it's been revolutionary for me, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I haven't had um, improv during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. The theater's closed i mean there's zoom improv but it's there you know that whole sensory mm -hmm. thing is so yeah. just watered down so i i uh i was struggling really struggling and then i uh, started um i started uh drawing cartoons nice creating, <laughs> yeah. creating cartoons yeah, creating them. Yeah. Oh, nice. What are you? What are they about? I'm just following her book. She has exercises oh, in there, okay. like draw, okay. draw yourself as a monster. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, or draw or or draw with your eyes closed, which is just you know all those things, Mm -hmm. all of the all of the things out there trying to get you to quit, trying to control the world and just be in it. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the things I want to acknowledge is that you have you you don't strike me as like uh you're you're you are like we talked about you're in the middle. That's also how I experience you. Just your your behavior. You're not like you know. But you've done all these really cool things that are presenting and and um, and being on stage. So it's not just for people who are extravagant and um, um, flamboyant. For anybody yeah. who's who's out there listening, you know, um, us us folks who are maybe a little bit more conservative in how we how we behave, not ideologically, we can have fun too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. And I say, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm saying that because like, I think about myself and there's a lot of times where I've seen people who are, you know, you know, just more expressive and I'm not like my face is kind of like, I've got a kind of a poker face a lot of the time. Maybe the, what's the, what do they call the resting bitch face? Um, <laughs> I think, I think for you, it's resting kitchen bitch face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <thank> you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, so, so, so I think, oh, well, I have to be this kind of expressive person to really be a performer or, you know, not, not, you know, not that I'm thinking always about being a performer, but I, you know, it's the idea that my mind gives me of, I need to be something else to, to really be out there. And, uh, and it's just really cool to see you authentically being your self and stepping out there and, and, and doing that. I, I think it's really inspirational. Oh, good. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm actually, um, if you put me on the introvert extrovert scale, I'm actually more introvert than extrovert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that, I get energized being alone. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And 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 you what I'm you 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 balance that out with all this all this stuff you do out there. Yeah. 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 And and you know owning crazy dogs. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to me, the you know everything I do is has a similarity, even though it seems like it's all these different things. But there's a focus, and the focus is being creative and 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 training the mind all the time to be in the present as much as possible. Yeah. And 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 you're. And you're doing that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I don't know that I'm any better at it than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I just, but I do. Um, I'm. I'm practicing all the time. Yeah, and and that 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 what what you just said is is really kind of the heart of what I want this project podcast to be about. Is is how can we kind of get back on track? as a species and uh, we've got this monkey mind that is is really working hard for us to extinguish pain and discomfort and what does yeah. that look like right now that looks like my cell phone in front of my face um you know overstimulated yeah and uh checked out numbed out and um and and so um, I'm hearing and and I experienced you as someone who has who has followed her passions and um, taken care of yourself. Um, and so 
um, the, the evolution evolution piece to this is is that you know we have as a species had kind of been coasting along for you know a long long time and then all of a sudden we've just a lot has changed in the last several hundred years in terms of our lifestyle yeah and so i'm just really interested in in how can we how can we correct a little bit and and honorably to ourselves and to our global tribe evolve on purpose yes yeah well, the connection factor is just fascinating to me um, because in, in, in teaching improv, what you're trying to do is um, I'm trying to listen to Marcel, hear what Marcel says, mm-hmm. get Marcel and then respond to Marcel, you know, and actually respond in a way that is clear that I have heard what he had to say. Um, so what I notice a lot in improv is in teaching it, especially is that as humans, a lot of the reason people take an improv class is they're just, they're just so starving for connection with other people. And so in a scene, oftentimes, let's say you and I start a scene Mm -hmm. and the first place somebody's mind will go will be, um, well, uh, you know, I talked to Susan today and if I'm teaching, I may stop the scene and go, keep it about the two of you, not mm-hmm. somebody that's not there or not mm-hmm. something that's not there. Or they'll go, yeah. you know, last week aliens picked me up and I'm like, that's cool. That's, that's so funny. But, <laughs> but, but um, as far as I can tell, there were no aliens so far. And you just threw that in as a way to disconnect from your partner. Mm. So mm-hmm. we're, we're uh, the way when I'm teaching students, the, the, uh, the number of times that they invent ways to disconnect is just startling. All we want is connection, but we're just yeah. masters at finding a way to disconnect, whether it's yeah. the phone or. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're connecting with someone on the phone, not, not necessarily the people we're with. Physically, yes. But, right. Yeah. 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 The connection piece is, is enormous. Enormous. It is. Yeah. Cause you can't develop any empathy unless you've truly connected. Mm-hmm. So. And, and, and back to the evolutionary um, topic, you know, as, as a species, our, our, our purpose has always been the maintenance of our tribe. That's what like, yes. my individual purpose is to make sure my tribe it survives. Okay. And we can, we've lost that. And I think yes. we're just kind of floating. Yes. Yeah. We, we absolutely, that's a great point. And, and our families have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. We have no extended family. So uh, we're not, we're not just taking care of not taking care of our community. We're not taking care of our family. We're barely taking care of this tiny family that we have, you know, two people, mm-hmm. one kid or whatever. And, um, and that's because we're not taking care of ourselves enough that we have the bandwidth to um, extend our, our, ourselves to them. So, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm a with problem. you. It's, it's, yeah. It is. It is. And so back to the just figuring out how we're gonna we're gonna 
be healthy. That's what that's what I want this to be about. I mean, the reason I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason I'm sorry, I cut you off, but the reason I got into food and 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 uh, cooking was because I thought, well, um, food is a way of taking care of your tribe. You know, Mm -hmm. cooking is, and um, maybe if we can just bring the consciousness wake up the consciousness of what are you eating mm-hmm. it can we just wake that little one up can we just you know turn that fuse on yeah. maybe that would then ripple out to have other parts of of the life uh become more conscious like yeah it, it, it like uh, the first thing that's coming to mind are the people that are like well i'm i'm I make a smoothie with this protein powder. And I'm like, let's look at this, this powder in your hand. Is what is, is that alive? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that, does that look like food to you? Are you excited about eating this powder? Do you know how it was made? You know, uh, just, and just that is like, well, so-and-so said it was good. You know, the justification and blaming someone else. But um, yeah, it's it's just like a, I just thought, oh, well, here's the perfect uh, first step for everybody is, can can we just connect with our food and, and uh, have some consciousness about it? Yes, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I was, I was um, thinking as i was listening to you i was i was trying to listen and also well you're like, like you're doing something mind. yeah yeah so i just want to acknowledge that um but yeah i i and so so your inspiration for food i'm hearing is is rooted in in having a family and taking care of that family that tribe and consciousness you know, you know what i think i would love for you to write a book about mm. is improv games for families yeah i think there's some out there yeah yeah all right i'll check it out yeah i've been thinking about how how to incorporate more of that and in in you know our our little tribe for some yeah the games are fun and the games are easy and the games are i mean just play zombie tag tonight that's fun what's that tell can you can you uh, well, it's not it's not really improvisational. It's just a game, and we've okay. we've gotten away from playing games. So everybody closes their eyes, and one uh-huh. person is uh, has their eyes open and taps somebody on the head, and then okay. you say, "Okay, let's start." And whoever was tapped on the head is a zombie, and they can only walk with their arms out and kind of really slowly, and and there's a confined area, so you can't just, you know, go to the next mm-hmm. town over. Um, and uh, as soon as they tag you, you become a zombie. And then that those zombies tag other zombies until everybody okay. in the room is a zombie. Okay. And then you yell zombie apocalypse because that's what happens. So, <laughs> um, so if I have a bunch of people that are in my class that uh, look like they need to move because you can sense that. And 
and they're kind of all over the place looking for recognition, approval, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just go, let's play zombie tag. Cause it just like, like scrambles all that up, you know? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They can't, they can't be in there in one of those first or third circles and play zombie tag. Yeah. 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 Uh, re- remind me the, the the woman who you took the intensive with is does she have anything to read about that or if I if I oh the, the the intensive I took uh, at the Impro Theater in L A but um, they were recalling Patsy Rodenberg's work on Second okay. Circle all right I'll, yeah. I'll put a link to that in the yeah comments. she's awesome and Viola yeah. Spolin and the games and yeah, yeah all that stuff I, it's I great. have uh, I have um, Del Del Close's book. Uh, yeah so I'll, I'll, I'll page through that sometime so. yeah the the man that runs uh the theater i work for randy dixon unexpected productions he he actually was pretty good friends with del close and was there in, in the hospital room when he died so wow. he has great yeah. respect for him yeah although you know that's one crazy dude you know he was on yeah. heroin and all kinds of shit oh really huh. yeah interesting yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah. I, I am fascinated by improv and, and I, I'm inspired today to, to do some more. Could you, do you have any other games that uh, for anybody who's listening, who has young kids would, uh, could play with young kids at home in the family? Setting? Um, sure. I mean, one of Viola's, uh, games is, um, a mirror game so you just stand right in front of each other and uh-huh. uh, i'm the leader and you're going to move exactly the way i move you're creating a mirror okay. and then now can now you're one the on one mm-hmm. two people okay okay two. and then and then the other person takes the lead and you follow exactly what they do and then you transition into nobody's a leader okay and see if you can mirror each other and not know who's starting ah. the movement. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's a great training exercise about letting go of control. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. children have children have control issues too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if yeah. I took part in creating them. Well, this has been this has been splendid. I really appreciate uh-huh. you uh, sharing some of your very valuable time with me. Of course, it's fun. I yeah. I yeah. I see everything I do as kind of the same thing rather than all these different things. And what's that? Let let's be creative and let's, let's creative. Uh, if we if we can find any way possible to link it into um, training the mind to be present and not believe yeah. all the crazy thoughts that you have. Yeah. Then then bonus points. Yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I am. I'm a big fan of that. The the, the psychology that I practice is, is, uh, something that's called acceptance and commitment therapy. Uh, there's some other varieties of functional analytic psychotherapy and 
DBT is also in that in that vein, but the idea is it's a mindfulness based. How can I? How can we help people to to dethrone the king, de- dethrone their their yes, their mind, really? Yeah, and uh, and and and, and the next time we're going to talk about um, how does I'm going to run into deep dangerous waters here. How does religion play into that? Mm. Yeah, what's your what what's your concern? Um, that you turn over the uh, the control. Uh, yeah. So everybody wants control, right? Mm-hmm. And instead mm-hmm. of understanding there is no control, or working in what I call the gray zone rather than I'm right and you're wrong zone. Yeah. Yeah. You you just um, create some an entity for yourself that has control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wonder about. I think I think some of that is is can be very healthy in terms of just letting go. Like, okay, yes. I can't control. Yeah, this. I think. That, yeah, like twelve that, step programs. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, in the the uh, act act is the acronym for acceptance and commitment therapy. The the one of the the taglines that we we go by is that control is the problem. Yes, that that's that that is the problem, and so um, you know, working to relinquish that is is part of the process. But yeah, I think I think religion is is uh, it's a very challenging topic. It is. It really is because yeah. there's definitely some really positive things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I often think about. Um, well, not often think about, like I know anything at all about it, but have been trying to understand in however possible as a privileged white person, the black experience mm-hmm. and and um, how it's, it feels like, I don't know, it feels like their faith is just so unshakable and uh, how it has served them so well to have that as mm-hmm. you know and so you know you don't want to go well what are you believing in that for you know yeah. i mean that would just be yeah. asinine yeah but um, well and back to your point about us not knowing anything you know i sometimes think you know like i don't know I, the the book of mormon you know they made this this kind of funny musical about mm-hmm. uh, mormonism and and i the more i kind of judge mormonism i thought well how is that any different than catholicism really and how is Catholicism any different than me believing in evolution? I mean, I'm, I didn't do the research. I, I just have talked to people who have, and I, didn't even, I haven't even read, you know, the source information. So I'm just hearing a story and I'm believing it. So I don't, you know, I yeah. can't judge them, you know. Right, right. Although, although the, some of the stories, if you go back and read about, you know, Joseph Smith or even about, mm. Paul, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you go back and read about some, what was actually going on, you're like, "Holy cow! Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, how in the world did this become this, you know, multi-billion-dollar industry? You know, trillions, it's just, yeah. yeah, trillions. It's just um, mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. But part of it comes from this need that we have as humans to understand what the heck we're doing here." Mm-hmm. And yes. yeah, yeah, what are we what are and, we doing here, and why is it so chaotic? I don't get it. Can I make? And it's just getting more chaotic and more chaotic as we mm-hmm. 
and can, can I make, can I draw boundaries yes, uh, around you. these countries? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Have you read the book Sapiens or any of the books by Yuval? No, uh-uh. oh, it's fascinating. He's he's a historian, and he has just woven together different different uh, perspectives on evolution and history and culture. And he talks about um, you know this Nietzsche line about God is dead, and how that's that's kind of slowly really seeping into our greater culture, even though there's still, you know, strong religious factions, but just in our greater culture, how, how that's, how that's advancing and how we're, you know, accepting mm, uh, not so much like religious dogma as our, as our worldview. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I don't know that that's good or bad, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, because there's yeah. something about about the community that religion uh, helps, and something about mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know we all believe the same thing, and we all we all are sticking to a certain moral and ethical co- code, you know, that can be helpful. Um, mm-hmm. But the dark side, then, of course, is that I believe this and you don't, and therefore I hate mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the also dark side of politicians kind of hijacking these, these Christian or whatever religious principles just to, to swindle people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so maybe next time we'll figure this out. Yeah, let's next time let's figure out religion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not going to happen. But uh, or let's figure out death. Let's figure that one out. Yeah. Okay. Another another nice. I want to maybe we could do an improv show on creating a religion. Like we we, we call yeah. it Ken, Ken more Ken Morism. We we. We could, yeah. I was actually in a real in a uh, improv show called Afterlife that was yeah. kind of trying to yeah. understand that. Yeah. yeah. Not religion as much as death. Death. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah uh, we all had I, to uh, improvise our our bid uh, as to why we we should to the audience our bid as to why we should go to heaven. And then at the end of the show, they voted who, who, who got to go. <laughs> I know it's pretty funny. God, I'm just so jealous and motivated. I won. That's what I want to do. I won a whole bunch of times. Do you yeah? know why? I why figured it out. I I was a clever child. Yeah, I figured out that what you had to do is go out there and talk about something universal, not something personal. Ah, so ah. people would go out and go, I should go to heaven because, you know, I helped this little boy when I was young to be, you mm-hmm. know, some personal story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of my biggest wins was saying, I should go to heaven because when the toilet paper runs out, I get a new roll every time. <laughs> I go and get in fact I've been known in a restaurant to mm-hmm. search for a new role and put it on. And and 
everybody could relate to that, you know, ah, uh-huh. they could see themselves as that. And so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, that, that Carl Rogers has a, a great line. He's a famous psychologist. Uh, yeah. Uh, the most, per- the most personal is, is the most uh, universal. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what I would do. I would try to try to figure out. What so they saw you as a good person because you're helping other people. You're taking care of your tribe. Yeah. Your tribe's anuses. Yeah. No, I wasn't this, taking care yeah. of me or bragging about me uh-huh. or telling you some story about how good I am. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good starting place for our religion. Okay. I think toilet paper. Yeah, I think so too. Let's work on that now. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, Cynthia has a wonderful website and, uh, I'm going to post it below. I do. What is it? Uh, I think what's it called? Breitbart. Is that the name of it? No, I actually don't think I, I I don't think I have a website anymore. Cookiesinterruptus.com as an entity got switched. I mean, we, we let go of it, of the uh, domain, Okay. but there's a YouTube site called Cookies Interruptus and it has all the videos on it. But don't, it was, I just visited CynthiaLayer.com, I believe. Yeah, there's just not much going on there. Uh, But you have your books there. Okay. Yeah, but the uh, you've got face- some videos. The Facebook page, uh, the Cookus Interruptus Facebook page, is is where I'm talking. Okay. Okay. I'll put that. Yeah. Uh, put yeah. That link. Yeah. And that's where uh, I, people... I I post there every day or two and about something. Okay. Usually, uh-huh. usually food related on there, but. Okay. And folks can get a hold of you through there if they want to find you. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I just also want to, uh, I, on this topic of, of mindfulness and acceptance commitment therapy, I have another podcast that I do that's mostly for clinicians, therapists, psychologists, whatever, uh, to talk about the roots of, of, um, of acceptance and commitment therapy and, and also just the, the whole, the whole idea of how to do it. So. Uh, it's called Act Root to Fruit. For anybody yeah, so so yeah, so you send me those links. I'd like to read right. about that because it sounds yeah. a lot like like the tenets of improv, actually. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's great to great to be with you here. For yeah. This Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And um, I think that's it. Yay. Yay. To eat is to destroy. Wow. Cynthia mentioned Patsy Rodenberg and her circle work, her analogy of circles, the first circle being being mostly focused inward on me, what's going on within my skin, what's happening, what I'm, I'm my discomforts. Third circle being mostly focused outside on others. Maybe can I get their approval? Will they, will they like me? And the second circle being kind of being a balance between what's happening in my skin and what's happening outside of my skin and the presence, the balance beam of presence between those arenas, those circles. A clenching, spring-like tightness deep within my belly. 
first circle says, destroy that with food. The third circle says, get their approval. The second just waits for the warm soothing of belly breaths, like a hug from your grandmother. Get your belly. How you want to get there? Belly 